0: trying to make those decisions you know my parents are supportive sometimes they don't always understand sure because I'm a little bit of a trailblazer and not in the box Mm -hmm. but um, you know they're looking at the things that were important to them and every parent wants what is good for their child or better than what they had maybe and Mm -hmm. so they're thinking job security you can retire when you're 51 Mm -hmm. are you sure you want to give that up and I'm like yeah, I actually don't, it's not worth it to me to be trapped. I am an everyday athlete. I am an everyday athlete. I am an everyday athlete.
1: Good morning, everyone. This is Jared Bass with Mark McCain, and you are listening to Everyday Athlete, a podcast devoted to bringing you to the amazing stories behind the lives of day-to-day CrossFit athletes like yourself. And today, we actually don't have a CrossFit athlete necessarily, right? Right. We have uh, Lisa English. Welcome today. Thank you. And uh, you and Mark know each other. This is one of the few guests from a, that from a former life. Yeah, f- one of the few guests that uh, I don't I don't know at all. So uh, sometimes yeah. Mark gets some, but. You're uh, not
2: uh, omnis- omnipotent, is that no, it? No, no, I'm not. No. All-knowing. Uh, yeah, so I can I can maybe a little more context. Uh, I met Lisa probably 2009 or eight somewhere around yeah. there. In a previous uh, life, when we worked uh, as personal trainers for a little company called Fitness Together in Montgomery, and uh, it was kind of a brief stint there. But uh, anyway, I've, you know, through. Uh, social media and whatnot, still kept up a little bit with each other, and uh, she's really passionate about training people, helping people, um, encouraging them to obviously have a healthy healthy lifestyle, so anyway, I figured it would be good to have you on the show and maybe share some words of wisdom and some stories and whatnot, but uh, anyway, so without further ado, um, maybe Lisa just start with...
1: Tell us everything about Tell your life. Tell us a little
2: about yourself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um, I am from Cynthiana, Kentucky, originally. And where is Cynthiana? I'm sorry Cynthiana, to it's a little small town past Falmouth. Okay. So, it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. You can't really, there's no good way to get there. Right. Um, Lexington was the closest big, big town for us. So, um, grew up as a UK fan
1: okay well you'll Ooh. fit you'll fit in well yes you'll fit in well here though yeah mm-hmm. i mean
0: but honestly I, I have to admit i'm not really that passionate about sports teams no. so sports i don't really yeah. care that's all right mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that
1: <laughs> really not i was um, i'm kind of the same boat i keep i keep up with the basics so yeah then i'm like eh, mark is very st- mark will write off statistics and it's like i'm like how do you know that it's super oh impressive God. actually Mm-hmm. Super impressive. So Definitely. I like sports. Yeah. So you're from Sythiana, and then how do you kind of get up this way?
0: Well, uh, my first career was a high school English teacher, so I got a job at Boone Lisa County. Lisa English. I know. Taught English. That's I know. Right. Um, so I, I moved to Florence uh, to teach at Boone County High School and did that for about seven years mm. and then transitioned into health education at the health department, and Mm. eventually made my way into personal training. That was my passion um, Mm. long before I came into that as a professional. Mm. And... um,
2: Did you always kind of have the fitness bug as far as like in high school, like would you work out a lot, or was that something that came a little bit later?
0: I think it came a little bit later from a formal sense, but I was an athlete in high school. I was always involved in activities. I was... um, a track person, uh-huh. I did gymnastics because I, t- I was a cheerleader, uh-huh. and I know people don't think that's a sport, but pretty athletic, and uh-huh. even in elementary school, loved PE class and uh-huh. those types of things, so sports-oriented, but um, then went to college and did the typical freshman 15, uh-huh. healthy habits, didn't really. I never had to worry about it as a kid, sure. so I didn't yeah. know, I didn't know how to eat well, I didn't understand that um once I stopped doing all the conditioning that I was doing uh-huh. that I might not be able to stay as healthy and in shape. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty typical. I mean I definitely can attest to that for myself. Uh what did you run in track, do you remember?
0: I did hundred yard dash. Okay. Uh, Four forty. Yeah, as a sprinter. Four forty relay, two hundred and eight eighty relay.
1: Oh man. No.
0: Yeah, I know. And then those people, are you one of those distance runners?
1: No well, I mean I I I <laughs> Actually, the only time I, ever, I trained with the cross-country team to train for soccer. So that was my okay. sport. So we had, to, we had to run a certain amount of distance in a certain amount of time. And uh, we basically trained with the cross-country team in order to do that. So wow, smart. But, yeah, it was not, I did not enjoy it. I still <laughs> yeah. do not enjoy long-distance stuff. I do but.
0: not either. I do not either. But, um, and it's not my forte. And I loved sprinting as a kid, but it's mm-hmm. so much harder now. When I'm at 45, it hurts more. <laughs> yeah,
1: sure, sure. Um, so so freshman 15, so how do you go from kind of the English teacher route to where you are now?
0: Yeah, good question. Well, I think um, I was always interested in health. So I started off as a nursing major. That wasn't the route I wanted to go. I knew I didn't want to be clinical mm-hmm. and necessarily treating sick people. Mm. And there wasn't another real route. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this this profession has grown so much. The wellness and fitness profession has grown so much that um, education comes naturally for me. So that's sort of how I picked that. And then, just always was interested. I was doing. I was working out, mm-hmm. going to the gym when I was teaching. Teachers were asking me for advice. Students knew that I was really active, mm-hmm. and I just decided I need to go do something else.
1: Hmm. Right yeah it's uh we've had a couple people that had that kind of mindset and career change almost following a path of uh, of just happiness I think mm-hmm. is that the case for you where it was this is going to make me a little bit is more fulfilling
0: yes, I needed to I figured out that there were certain things about being a teacher that I really enjoyed. I like helping people I like seeing people learn new skills, um, the relationship piece, the mm. rapport that you develop but and I love to read and all that kind of stuff too but Teaching English is challenging, and it wasn't my passion to be an English teacher. Mm-hmm. And it
1: was probably challenging because it wasn't a passion. Yes. Yeah. Kind of trying to shoehorn yourself into that, into that role, and it may not be necessarily the one that's for you. Exactly. Well, so many, so many people chase
2: that financial, you know, uh, comfort of maybe like a more traditional job, and whenever they look at the you know health and wellness you know spectrum, where you're almost kind of carving your own path, it's very intimidating, you know, so even though you might be passionate about it, it's still very um, intimidating. It's even just, just like starting, you know, becoming a client, you know, of of whether it's a CrossFit gym or just being a personal training client. It's like, I know I need to do this, but it looks really intimidating and it's going to be expensive and a commitment, but, um, ultimate, ultimately, you know, whenever you do follow your passion, it's going to give you a higher quality of life, even if that's not financially you know, compensate it. So, um, kudos for you to you for actually, you know, getting out of the boat or whatever you want to say and, and yeah. pursuing something more than just a nine to five. And yeah. there's nothing wrong. Like my wife's a teacher. You know, like some people are very passionate about it. I'm just saying, like that wasn't what your your passion was. And even Stephen on our last podcast was um, he was looking he was looking at teaching, and then yeah. he talked about qualities that kind of transfer over naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure you can you know go into
1: some of that too, but. yeah Yeah, definitely um so was there a moment like you know some people have that aha moment was there a moment for you like that uh that that made you maybe made that mindset shift or was it just gradual over time
0: i think it was gradual i also think um well i don't know how much you guys ever watched oprah but she would always talk about whispers whispers Mm -hmm. from the universe um And I think I had several of those moments that I just didn't pay attention to. Even Mm. in my 20s as a teacher, one of our special education teachers that I collaborated with a lot, we were just talking one day in the office and she said, you really need to be doing something in health and fitness because when you talk about it, your whole face lights up.
1: Mm. Wow. Yeah. 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 Sometimes it's not, it's not you necessarily, it's other people pointing out Mm -hmm. like, because you probably don't, you know, it's, we see stuff. Differently than you were gonna see yourself and things like that.
0: Yeah, I had no idea that at that point I was Influencing and inspiring people or that I came across that way because it was just normal It was something I did after work. I would go to the gym and it was a lifestyle and people noticed Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: that's pretty impressive because you know How far into your career were you with with as far as um, teaching goes? Seven years. Seven years. Mm. That's a long time to be doing that. It you know, is. And some people never really listen to those little tiny things either. Uh, I was uh, listening to uh, it was a little piece that New York Times did recently, and it was basically it was basically about that. It was a little different path. Um, it just started with writing um, what makes you happy on a napkin, you know, and really chiseling away at the things that may not be as fulfilling but in the one uh, woman in particular it was designing jeans you Hmm. know and and uh millions and millions and millions of uh pairs of jeans later that is is what she follows what she is passionate about you know and it's one of those things that if you actually take the time to do it and really believe in what you're trying to tell yourself that a lot of times that can be the right path
0: right and i don't think we always know and Mm -hmm. you know where we are told pick a major you're 18 years old, you're off to college, and mm-hmm. you don't even know yourself yep. at that point. Right. So that, that was a part of my journey, was really getting to know myself. And that's something that I continue, it's, it's a continuous thing, you never are finished learning, ever, that's the teacher in me, you're always learning. And then you evolve and grow personally and professionally. Mm-hmm. And if you can take the time to really do that for yourself, then you'll know.
2: I think that self-awareness is is, is super important because when you're talking about just strict passion, right, I can be really passionate about playing basketball, but if I'm five foot six, uh, if I'm a white guy and I'm five foot six, like, uh, yeah, you know, I might want to think about developing a different, you know, passion or or just different skill set. Maybe I pursue the route of being a coach, maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is, but if, if like my number one goal is is to be, you know, this NBA player and I'm five foot six white guy, then, you know, I, I better have this self-awareness, you know, unless just every time I shoot it goes in, um, which would be pretty impossible. I, I feel like that that can be in a more like tangible sense. So many people um, need to develop that, you know, and it, it, honestly, there just needs to be classes on that, you know, in, in high school and, and so on and so forth, just to, how to maybe identify, um, it's Almost the impossible because, like you said, you're 16, 17, 18 years old, and they're like, What do you want to do for the rest of your life? You're like, well, I don't
1: know, I'm not at even at all the, the way through puberty yet. I right. so at, at the time, it might be like watching Instagram videos, exactly, you know, like that's, an, <laughs> that's especially yeah. like You know? especially
2: uh, nowadays, you see all these Instagram, YouTube, you know, people making a hundred thousand yeah. dollars a year, and they're like, Well, I just want to do that and play you know, video games all day. Um, but uh, you know. But there are some people, you know, like my cousin just graduated high school and she wants to be a nurse and she's mm-hmm. all in on it. And that's awesome. Like, I'm honestly jealous. I'm like, wow, that's, that's fantastic. Like you, you a hundred thousand percent know that you want to do this. But then again, if you get seven years into it and you're like, wow, this isn't what I thought it was, or yeah. I'm losing that passion. It's, it's good to know that they're, it. that's what makes this country so amazing. There are options out there for you to, to do that. And sometimes it is having the right people around you, because even if, you know, if you didn't have those people around you at the time and they were like, wow, Lisa, like your whole face lights up whenever you talk about this, um, you may have still be teaching, who knows? Yeah.
1: So, Yeah. Right. But I think, too, just, just going the route of basketball, like if I was really passionate about it, and but also having self-awareness that that may not be where I can go so as far as mm-hmm. like playing professionally, there's other things that you can do mm-hmm. that involve that sport, involve insert the subject mm-hmm. uh, matter that they can still work towards that passion mm-hmm. you know just be a sports commentator, commentator. You, right. you can still sure. be passionate about basketball right. uh, or an announcer or work for a, a team you know there's a million different paths you can go and again to what Mark said it's mm-hmm. I think that's the greatest thing about what we have is our country is, is it's not limited to just those those very small specific things mm-hmm. and if there's not a position there you make one you know right. that's, that's yeah. kind of what we're doing with capitalism with this place is, is yeah. you know uh, there wasn't really a a, I don't say a need for it, but we're making our own uh, want for what we do here,
0: you know. Absolutely. And, and, I, and I bumped up against yeah. some generational um, differences when trying to make those decisions. You know, my parents are supportive. Sometimes mm-hmm. they don't always understand. Sure. Because <laughs> I'm a little bit of a trailblazer and not in the box. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, they're looking at the things that were important to them and every parent wants what is good for their child or better than what they had maybe and Mm -hmm. so they're thinking job security you can retire when you're 51 Mm -hmm. are you sure you want to give that up and i'm like yeah i actually don't it's not worth it to me to be trapped to feel trapped in something that i don't want to do for 20 more years that's a long time Mm -hmm. regardless of what possible benefits might be there in the future and we don't really know what what those benefits are going to look mm-hmm. like uh, uh, for teachers these days. Um, yeah, there's been a especially lot. right now. Right now, it's it's. Um, Tell me
1: your thoughts on the on the uh, governor. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I have no thoughts on that. Yeah.
1: Uh, so, to to that point, you know, um, a sure thing is never a sure thing. Never. You know, you you really don't know what's going to happen. And we, Mark and I, talk quite a bit uh, personally and with the coaches and, and with our people here about what success really is. You know, um, success can be financial, but for the really talk to someone who's older. Talk to someone who's older than you and ask them what success is. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you, if they've been doing whatever they're doing long enough and they don't like it, I guarantee you it's not going to be money or or ask someone who what their regrets are that's a little bit elderly and usually it's i wish i would have traveled more i wish right. i would have done this more i wish and very rarely is it i wish i would have made more money you know absolutely um, so but, but that's the
2: world's you know view on success let's be honest you know like people look at their bank account like a like a scoreboard mm-hmm. uh, and not their waistline or not their stress level or not right. their cortisone or not their posture or sleep. you know sleep or yeah, so I mean, it's, it's, you know, you can go on the more and more tangents about that, but I think, you know, why we brought Lisa on the on the podcast was, you know, to share a little bit more about how she's been changing people's lives in health and wellness once you kind of got to that point, and, and that's, you're, uh, you are a trailblazer in that regard, because we need more people out there like you to um, influence the world positively as opposed to just meet the bottom line. How,
1: so how long were you in this new career path for yourself when you guys met that's a good question
0: well so interestingly enough um i when i left teaching i went back to grad school for a second time and got a master's in health promotion at uc and was doing an internship that was required in corporate health and wellness which i really enjoyed Mm -hmm. and so i was doing a part-time training job uh, when i met mark and Mm -hmm. i was in a transitional period Mm -hmm. so i have been in and out of um, the traditional job setting and my own personal thing or done a combination of the two for 20 years.
1: Okay, wow. yeah, That's, that's impressive. That's, and I'm sure you've gained a, a wealth of experience and knowledge from that that um, I definitely want to dive into. Yeah, definitely. We, we, we joke about it, but like a lot of times we're flying by the seat of our pants, you know. And um, But the experience we have gained, we talked about this on the last podcast, which is, hey, I made the mistake. Please don't do that. Right. You know. So the more we can learn uh, from people like yourself, the more uh, the better we all become. Honestly. So, mm-hmm. um, so what? I guess twenty years. I, man, I can go all all sorts of places with that. I mean, what what are some of the big nuggets that you've learned that maybe anyone who's listening can take away from? Doesn't have to be in a, in a health setting. Just maybe how to how to communicate or treat people because that's probably a big one that that we we find out that we are less a fitness place than it is just community building uh and what we call a sanctuary. Yes. Yeah.
0: Well, that's always been my thing. Um it's relationships, building relationships has been a part of every job that I've had and uh-huh. it for me it comes naturally and it always has. And I do think it's important and I think it's helped me to be successful in Even in the roles where they weren't gonna be the right fit long term, I still gained something from that. So treating people kindly and with respect and with compassion and understanding and trying not to judge Mm -hmm. too much because it's really easy to say, oh, that person is lazy or they don't care, but we don't know what their circumstances are. I've done a lot of health and wellness coaching. And um, so it's never too late to redirect, number one, ever. You can make mistakes, we're all going to do it, so if it's professionally or if it's with your fitness journey and where you're at with your health, no matter what you've done up to this point, you can always redirect and it might not be easy, but it can be done mm. yeah I've redirected a million times, so
1: yeah well, I think redirection is um, I think I, I call it hitting a reset button, you know I think that's mm-hmm. a, that's like growing up with a Nintendo, but that's yeah, but that's really what. You know, if um, have a cookie during the day, you can hit the reset button on the day as far as your nutrition goes. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you missed you missed a week. And you hit the reset button and start up next week. It's not like a well, that's it. You know, but unfortunately, I think that's where a lot of people go to. That's their first mindset was, well, I I missed that workout. I guess I just won't go for the rest of the week. Yeah, I, I don't know why that is.
0: It's an all or nothing thinking. Um, yeah. It's prevalent in psychology and it's a difficult thing for all of us to deal with, whether it's with our nutrition, our fitness, careers, relationships. Oh, well I messed up and I might as well just eat everything in sight if, mm. from the nutrition standpoint and I'll start on Monday. Mm-hmm. When yep. you can really choose to start at the very next meal. Yeah. And you can eat a half a cookie and still like yourself and still be yeah. fit and still be healthy. It's, I, it's okay.
1: I saw something the other day. It was it was actually about cookies. It said what what you think happens when you eat a cookie and it's like Oh, well, my diet's over, I might as well just continue down that mm-hmm. path. Or, uh, you know, I'm, I've ruined my week, I've ruined my diet, I'm gonna give up. And it's like, what actually happens? You probably consumed about two to 400 calories and it was probably really tasty.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah.
1: like, <laughs> right. and then go back to your normal, you know, your normal routine. You know, it's yeah. okay, it's fine. It um, is
0: okay. And that's one of the biggest things for me as I've matured for myself and what I work with clients on is um, balance. And yep. so my mission is to empower and inspire people to live a healthy, happy, balanced life. Mm-hmm. So from a wellness standpoint, you know, looking emotionally, physically, mentally, all of those things. And I'm just not going to be that trainer or that coach that says, you can't have this, you can't have that, you you can have whatever you want. Basically, you have to know what the consequences are mm-hmm. gonna be for any choice that you make. I eat cookies. I love yeah, cookies. They're, they're yeah,
2: they're delicious. they're delicious. I had a few before this. Moderation.
0: <laughs> and Yeah. this moderation.
2: Yeah, you know, I can't tell you how many people I've sat down with and, and they have a laundry list of health problems. And then I asked them the last time they've uh, experienced just genuine fun mm-hmm. and they have a moment of pause and they're just like, Ugh. you know, I'm like, if it's not coming to mind like quickly, then guess what? You need to schedule. Like you need to, you know, it sounds silly. Um, you know, for me, my escapism is golf. Like I'm not very good at it. I don't take myself too seriously though, because the moment it becomes not fun, is the moment I'm just gonna walk away. Yeah. And that's why I don't do it too often. For me, like I said, it's escapism. It's like, all right, I can go out there, you know, on my own, or if I wanted to go with a, a buddy or whatever, and just relax and enjoy the lush greenery and and maybe an adult beverage. Who knows? But Ultimately, I think that's, that's super important, and you have to do that within your fitness too. I mean, there's days we have here where, I think, uh, I think it might even be today. We're playing burpee knockout. Yeah. You know, where they're shooting some basketballs and doing burpee, and some people don't really care for it, but most people engage and,
1: and guess what? Laugh that's, and that's have also, fun, and that's also fitness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is an important part of that. Exactly. This. One of the things you said that um, I, you know, we talk about wellness a lot, but coming from uh, the clinical version of wellness, I'm very interested just to hear like what all that entails. So we, we have, a, I don't know if Mark told you about the challenge we have going on right now. Uh, so we have, a, we have a clean challenge, it's what we call the Triumph Clean Challenge. It's eight weeks uh, and it's based around, um, it's based around the seven dimensions of wellness. We, we picked five, so we have fitness, lifestyle, um, a participation, uh, recovery. recovery, and spirit. So, Uh, and some most are trying to make them fun and things like that but it's based around those seven dimensions of wellness like if we just say eat this come to the gym we're missing a pretty big chunk of all of this right so uh, if you can just shed some light on what what wellness really is because what we envision it as might be something a little bit different than what you envision.
0: well yeah and I think everybody's definition might be a little different and for me i look at i think of well well well-being total Mm well-being and treating or addressing the whole person and so one of the things that i always did um, as a personal trainer which is why i've gravitated more into the wellness coaching aspect was addressing the different dimensions because if you're off balance
1: there are seven right i'm not
0: some models have five, some have seven, some have nine. So yeah, you're not wrong. Okay. Um, and I couldn't, I couldn't, I (laughs) I couldn't list them all, but I think really the important thing is, um, you know, your mental and emotional health, uh, spiritual is one of the components, social, um, environmental, financial can be one, um, the physical obviously. So several different things in there going on. I have, um, something that I'm planning to be, I'm going to try to run a five day free group on uh, Facebook around some of these items, and I, I picked four. So mine are gonna focus around physical, uh, so that in- includes your fitness and nutrition, the social, and for me, that I'm gonna try to address um, relationships. So how do you detox from energy vampires or you know, protect yourself from people who are sucking you dry and, and have more positive influences around you? Um, environmental and we're going to focus on actually decluttering our own personal space so sure. mm. office or home or that car is, that's, that could be a huge one huge yeah. stressor for people it creates a lot of stress um, even if you don't know it um, we
1: had a woman on here that they downsized their house mm. for basically one of those reasons was you know it was like part of it was to make the, the family a little bit closer but you know, it's like you have more rooms, you're going to fill it with more stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and then you start to, uh, I have a family member who's moving and talking to him and he's like, I was getting rid of stuff. And it's like, I want to keep going. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, this feels good. It's like, I don't well, When was the last time I wore this? or When was the last time I used that thing? You yeah. know, and then you get rid of it and you never miss it, you know?
0: Right. And I think, um, I do think some people, not some people, a lot of people, and especially in this country, look to things to fill them up, mm-hmm. to fill up their soul. And filling your soul is different. It, it doesn't necessarily require money or tangible things or material things. Sometimes it might, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. But it just gets to the point where we accumulate so many things mm-hmm. and what value are they bringing to your life? What How much stress are they bringing to your life? Mm-hmm. What How are they getting in the way of you um, living your best, most, happy life i suppose so
1: one of the the things my my dad told me a very long time ago being an early driver um you know driving a 1989 uh uh, toyota corolla you know with rusted outsides and things like that and i just remember being bummed as a 16 year old driving a nerdy car and he's just and he kind of looks at me he's like he's like he's like you don't get this right now he's like one day you're gonna understand that a car is just a car and a nice car is a car with a big payment You know, and it's one of those things that like you you finally start to realize like it's just getting you from point A to point B. Yes, it's nice to have, but it ends up being a headache. You know, the 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 huge homes and and things like that. Takes longer to clean, you got more junk, you got more space and, and you hang out in your kitchen, your living room, your bedroom those are the three places so why have everything else exactly
0: and i think it comes down to everybody defining for themselves you know we talked about happiness and success and what are your priorities Hmm. and i think this is always an interesting activity to do with people when they say well these are my priorities and i'm like are they really so let's take a look at your bank account let's take a look at where you spend your time put your your money where your mouth is right well because i and i didn't come up with that that was an activity that I got from some coach somewhere Um, and it was enlightening for me if I were to look at literally it's 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 a really good exercise if you take a look at your bank account that doesn't lie it's gonna show you exactly where you put your money over the past week or the past month and then if you look at okay where did I spend my time a lot of it's gonna be at work but then what else did you spend your time doing and how does that align with what you say your priorities are or what your goals are? Yeah. A lot of times, it's not going to. Right. And so you have to really yeah, get honest. If you're saying
1: I want to travel and save money and you're spending, that's not necessarily showing that. Right. Yeah.
0: There's not there's not congruency there. So I'm,
1: if it's okay, I'm going to steal that for our challenge probably yeah. in the following week.
0: Feel free. Yeah. Feel I like free. Yeah, I
2: think it goes back to what we talked about earlier. It's just that awareness. It's like so many people like say one thing, but they're doing their their own worst enemy mm-hmm. you know in so many regards it's like
0: and it's usually not intentional i don't even right. think they're aware Definitely,
2: yeah exactly absolutely
0: so absolutely. i mean i know i've done it so mm.
1: so um so when well, i guess we, we kind of jumped we jumped all over the place we did um so you met mark you said on an internship mm-hmm. okay and, and that was at the the space in montgomery is that correct correct mm-hmm. okay um what did you think of mark the first time <laughs> no i'm just kidding you don't have to answer that um but but uh so at that point are you personally training yes i was
0: personally training um and finishing up grad school
1: okay and then that turned into is that when it turned into more the wellness direction or is
0: it did so i i i've done so many things i worked in public health and that was my first job that i had right out of grad school because that was what was open. <laughs> okay. But then I did transition into a corporate wellness position and I loved it. Um, I was an on-site wellness coordinator. So I managed their fitness center, put together fitness programs. I did health coaching. I did all of the health risk assessments, um, mm-hmm. strategic planning. It was really fun. And I'm, I'm still very passionate about that route and helping people to be healthy in the workplace and helping leaders mm-hmm. in the workplace to understand the value of that but then I
1: think that's way more prevalent now it is I think it's it's you've seen a a really big uptick in that because people are realizing that um from from the bottom line standpoint uh your health insurance premiums as a company are directly related to everything that you were doing
0: they definitely are yeah for so and everybody you know is responsible from the employee all the way up to the ceo for how that's going to work there needs to be buy-in from the top down and support, and then the people, you know, we as individuals are responsible for participating and engaging in the things that are provided to us. Um, Health insurance, it's, it's changing all the time and everybody's aggravated because of the healthcare system. But essentially, I always look and think about, well, what can I control? And I can't control what the governor does or the president does or Congress or, Um, the insurance companies I can't control any of those things but what I can control are the actions that I take every day to keep myself healthy and balanced from a mental physical emotional spiritual standpoint self-care standpoint and it costs a lot less money in the long run to take care of myself in those ways
2: yeah so you can control that stuff I can (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes, you know, it depends. It depends if you put a brownie in front of me, I have to
0: exercise some self-control. Yeah,
2: but it kind of goes back to like what you were talking about with the cookie and stuff like that. Like Mm -hmm. we are, you know, so many people aren't in control of their lives. Right. And like you said, it doesn't even, they don't even know that they're doing it. And then you're a hundred percent, you know, again, I've said this actually before. It's like you're wherever you're at, you've made the decisions to get there like whether they're for you or against you or Mm -hmm. whatever it is, once you internalize that and accept that as a, as a life, like, Hey, where I'm at right now, us sitting here right now, was a conscious decision that we made to get here. And yeah, some people get lucky breaks. Some people get unlucky, so on and so forth. But like, you know, harping on that or, 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 you know, staying in that negativity, toxic kind of mindset doesn't get you anywhere. Well, when you
1: talk to the people who are very humble and they say, "Well, how'd you do it? Well, I got very lucky." That's them being humble. Mm-hmm. But for nine point nine nine times yeah. out of ten, you look at their track record, and it's a hard. lot of hard work, hard work, and a lot of persistence, and even more consistency. Absolutely, uh, consistency. And, yeah. yeah. And,
2: and I think in our industry, that's that's ultimately the what breaks people through you know whenever you see those before and after photos or whatever it may be and you are like wow, oh, what'd you do yeah went to
1: the gym and ate right <laughs> exactly but, exactly but
2: it's the stick to you yeah. know and it's not a microwave program you know and it's unfortunately you know there's some factors involved sometimes like genetics and and some people might not be able to look certain ways whatever but if you do come in and you have that situativeness and you understand like i am 100 percent in control mm-hmm. of this and yeah there's sometimes there's some circumstances that come up with kids or family or work but if you really follow the breadcrumbs to like where your priorities lie um you know is it in the gym or is it in you know where, wherever your goal um doesn't align with your goal you know basically so
0: yeah and i wanted to kind of talk a little bit about that sense of overwhelm that people have or feeling like their lives are not in control. It's really easy. We've all probably been there where Mm -hmm. you just feel stuck and you don't know what to do. And I think it's hard for people sometimes to um, feel like they can invest in themselves, Mm -hmm. especially if it's hiring a coach or a trainer um, to help them get out of that spot. And If you look at any successful person in the world business entertainment whatever they have all invested and paid other people mentors to help them get to the next level to help them get unstuck and there that is a part of self-care so I'm not saying you have to break the bank or whatever and you may have to make some sacrifices that to fit in your budget, yeah, but sometimes it's really worth it to uh-huh. just say, you know what, I got to focus on myself and get this together here. So, and just look at whatever it, as it is. anything
1: you normally do. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I don't pay for haircuts, but I know Mark pays <laughs> for yeah. haircuts, yeah. you know. Uh, like if Mark just completely let, just let it all go, let the beard grow out, and never got his haircut again, like he's going to be looked at in a different light. And you know, it's like we, we wash our clothes, and like, so exactly what you're saying, why would you not want to invest in? and mental care, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and driving yourself again to that, whatever next level may be for you, whether it's just getting your daily habits under control or maybe a professional leap. Um, cause we, we focus so much on the outward appearance type stuff that, that other stuff slips by the wayside it seems like.
0: Right. You and know? we need to be really, really clear and it takes time and, um, A lot of redos (laughs) It
1: takes time to change things. To Mm -hmm. to change things and to
0: get clear on what it is that you want. Not what society thinks you should have. Not what mom and dad think is good for you. It's not that you can't take those opinions and um, filter through them and whatever. But at at the end of the day, we have to decide what path we want to be on and figure out what to do.
2: Do any examples come to your mind with working with clients when someone's actually got it and is, is there like a formula there that maybe people listening could maybe uh, draw from because I know that's one of the things I personally struggle with sometimes with is, is is you know forming these goals and, and making sure I'm on this path towards a brighter future or what have you or more fitness or whatever it is um, you know is, is there anything that comes to mind mm-hmm.
1: I'm sure there's probably not a formula yeah like
2: well I mean formula in the sense of like steps you know is, is it like first thing you need to do is put down your phone you know like because it's engaging or stop comparing you know because that's that's basically social media what it is right mm-hmm. it's it's a constant comparison like right look look at what Jared's doing like oh man I wish I could do that or or so on and so forth and then it's almost like brainwashes you to the point where they're like I really want to go skydiving and then all of a sudden you get up in the plane and you're like what am I doing you <laughs> know this isn't what I wanted to do at all yeah so obviously that's an extreme example but you know when we look at the the fitness um, realm and and people are uh, you know formulating you know their true self and and how to how to pursue that um, I think there does need to be some type of a process to that because it just you know wishing that it's gonna like oh it'll come to me no it's not you need to like proactively seek seek your help out like you said
0: absolutely so um I think I think people need some type of mentor, whether it's somebody who can help them just as a friend or if you're paying for it. um, Because that person can be a sounding board and help keep you focused and directed and help you to identify negative thought patterns, limiting beliefs, what distractions are getting in the way. There needs to be a strategic approach. So if this is your goal, do you know why that's your goal? Why is this important to you? how do you want to make this happen? Let's break it down into some steps that are a little bit more um, manageable in the short term. Sure. And um, when these things come up, because they are, there's never a perfect time to start, and there will never be perfect circumstances in which, like, Oh my god, I'm going to have 8 perfect weeks where I'll be able to do this with no distractions that never happens. Yeah, right. So, um, I think 8, eight perfect minutes. F, yeah, right, <laughs> 8 perfect seconds even. So, it's it's not about okay. having the perfect time or the perfect situation. It's about learning how to execute what you want in the most imperfect circumstances even. So, um, that's why I try to help people with fitting things into the life that they have. They can make changes in their lives, but there are things that they can't change. I mean, they can't change, well, they could, but they may not be able to change their their job or the hours they work, and the responsibilities that they have with their kids. I work with a lot of moms, and they're frazzled and running around. My mother did the same thing. So there are some things that are gonna be responsibilities, but then there are things there where we can take a step back and one thing you asked me I had a conversation with a woman it was a consultation and she came to me for she really wanted to lose weight and she had tried and failed and tried and failed so many times and um, in my conversation I just listened and asked questions and at the end I said you know the two biggest things that people tell me for why they can't do this are time and money Money is not an object for you. You, You've already established, you've got the funds, you've you've budgeted for this. You legitimately don't have time right now. And I'm not taking you on as a client until you figure out how you're gonna make time because you will fail. I said, you are trying to put something on an overflowing plate. And she looked at me like, oh my God, are you seriously not gonna take me on? And I went on to say, I want you to hear what I heard you say. I heard you say that you've got all these activities, you're on all these committees, you've got your work, you've got your kids, have you had a conversation with your spouse on how he can support with some of those things? Well, no. Okay, well then you can't really be mad at him. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, have you, so there was, had not asked for support, was in the mindset of I have to do everything, if I don't do it, who's gonna do it? And I said, well, what happens if you decide you're not gonna be on that committee anymore? What's gonna happen? She said, I guess they'll find somebody else. I said, of course they'll find someone else. The world is not gonna implode because you didn't serve on the committee, but they're gonna keep asking if you keep saying yes. So I think people have to set boundaries. Um, And that's what she did. She came, she called back within a week and had made arrangements with her children, with her husband, with other obligations to make time for it. And we trained together for six months She got her health in order, her um, numbers, you know, as far as cholesterol and things improved, lost weight, everything that she wanted to accomplish, and she felt better mentally and physically. Wow,
2: that's that's great. That's pretty amazing And and, and, you know, what I heard there is you uncovered the real issue. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: You know, you didn't just take it for face value. Because I I think that's what makes an awesome coach, you know, in in general, is like you see through the the BS. (laughs) You yeah. know the the front, because people want to put on a front, because we don't we don't want to feel judged. Right. Like if they, if you understand my real problems, like you're gonna see I'm not perfect, but everyone's not perfect.
0: Yeah. Oh no gosh. one's perfect. We all have them, even yeah. us. I mean, the professionals right. have them too. So, uh, and I try to be as transparent as I can, and and still remain professional uh, with my clients. Yeah. So,
1: well, it, it it brings you down to a level of. of where they can relate right because that's a huge problem when when you're unrelatable and everyone thinks you're a superhero um there's they're like my problems are are so stupid like i'm not going to tell you that right it's kind of like the first
2: time you meet like a famous person or something like that i mean i I meet famous people all the time of course all the time time. but you know i mean even maybe not like super famous but just anyone that you've met where you're like wow he's just a normal person Mm -hmm. I guess yeah and that's it's 100% and guess what that normal famous person that might have it all figured out on the surface has their own issues so I think you know if if people are listening they're like man I I really need to find a mentor or something like that it's like you can find one probably probably already in your life and it's just trying to get that direction and can just taking the time up. to talk to somebody exactly yeah. there
1: was a there was a story i just listened to the other day about they just did a, a it was actually a survey in cincinnati of just loneliness you uh-huh. know and it was like three to five three out of five people experience intense loneliness on a regular basis and it's like you can just reach out because everyone does that thing where call me anytime if you need anything and no one ever actually does that you know if if people really mean what they say and you actually reached out to a friend like most people want to help, or they at least want to lend an ear because right. they're probably going through some of the same stuff. Absolutely. you know um, one of the challenges we, we have people try and do is is get out and go have lunch with somebody, you know um, just sit down and talk to somebody for an hour, and you can be amazed at the stuff you find out and that's what that's what is amazing about this little podcast that we have is um, it's as much as for anyone else listening as it is for Mark and i
0: yeah well, and I think um kind of piggybacking off of that so we all are responsible for treating others with kindness reaching out trying to have you know random acts of kindness and that type of thing but at the same time it's also my responsibility to seek out opportunities to be involved in a part of a community whatever that looks like if it's church if it's a gym if it's just a group of friends um, anything that gets you to feel some sense of community and connectedness And fitness is a really strong way to do that because it's more, I know what you guys do here, it's more than just about the workout and that's where the stories come out and the struggles come out and the personal stories, um, what's going on at home or relationships and you really do have somebody that you can talk to about it and have a healthy outlet. So that's the thing that I've always seen with um, fitness as far as it being an anchor in my life it's always going to be there for me yeah as a as an outlet for stress relief to keep myself healthy and to connect with others and um it just it's not just about my workout or my nutrition
2: yep yeah, yeah it's, it's it's uh one of the telling signs of good members is whenever they're hanging on after class and yes. really intentionally going up to new people and trying to make them feel welcome and Anytime we see someone just come in and as soon as the workouts over, they like they run out to their car. It's one thing in the morning if you got to get to work kind of thing, but if it, if if it's every day and you're just like as soon as the workouts on like running out, it's like that that's probably a person that's probably not going to stick around. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, you know, there's n- maybe nothing you can really do until they can understand like, hey, look, yeah. you're welcome here, you know, and yeah, right. you can you can engage in this community. And guess what? If you don't engage in this community could be really hard to kind of do it on your own,
1: you Yeah.
0: Know? It really is.
1: Yeah. There's a, a we can't brag enough about brag enough about the uh the community the members here because mm-hmm. um, you know, they will they'll make it awkward to try and drag you into mm-hmm. being a part of it, you know, like they'll the people go up and talk to you and you know and, and then at least it's on you if you don't want to talk to somebody else you know it's not like everyone just sitting off in the corner doing their own thing so yeah. we, we kind of call it embracing the suck together
0: <laughs> embracing you know? the suck yeah
1: because there's yeah. some stuff that I mean yesterday's workout for example is was very mm-hmm. tough you know but mm-hmm. you see people that that are on completely different levels in their personal life and professional life and then they come together and they're just slapping high fives and and you know, breathing hard on the floor next to each other because mm-hmm. you know, but but everyone becomes on an equal playing field.
0: Exactly. You know,
1: and that's what fitness does.
0: Exactly. And it can be really intimidating to start something new, anything new. But I find that for people who are starting new um, on their health and fitness journey, to go in. Even to just one-on-one talk with a trainer or a coach, and then much less go Sometimes into. Sometimes
1: that's a that's an easier way for people to break into it. Yeah. Because it's not Yeah, like you said, it's not as intimidating. You can you can really break down some of those barriers right away, and then ease them in.
0: And then ease them in. And um, you know, everybody has a different style. It's like finding a hairstylist or a therapist or a dentist. You. There's probably a million good ones around, but which one's going to be the right fit for you? And that's really important too, for the sake of consistency with people, um, getting with the right mentor, getting with the right community, being a part of the right um, gym or wherever you're you're going. And if you need to be one-on-one, I train people right in their living rooms or in my living room. Yeah, Yeah. because if
1: that's comfortable for them and that you know, um, is that something you maybe work towards with them? Like, all right, we're going to go out and maybe adventure out just a little bit is that something you you push them towards or you try and meet them where they're at
0: i start with meeting them where they're at and then um, i think that's part of growing in your skills as a coach and and understanding people and every individual client knowing when to push and when to pull back now not pushing too much um, because then they will get frustrated but you have to push them outside their comfort zone like a little bird it's time to fly yeah right. you know yeah. Yeah. so fly little birdie fly you don't you don't <laughs> need the nest
1: yeah so where are you at uh kind of right now is it is it mostly individual wellness uh and training
0: um yeah so i've kind of had some transitions as i said uh i i had a studio at one point mm. and i stepped away from that it was um not really the direction that I personally wanted to be in at that time. And it was a lot of overhead and responsibility. I think that's the thing when people think that's, Oh, this is my passion. Well, it can look a lot of different ways. And what I learned at that time anyway, that running and owning and operating a studio with a lot of overhead was not my passion. Oh,
1: well, it's not the same as, as helping people.
0: No, it's not. And it became very stressful. And um, then I couldn't show up as my best self for me or for my clients. And so I stepped away, took a break, and I went into the corporate world, and I've been—I was working from home for the last two years, working with Medicare members on their health over the phone. Learned a lot, like you said. Most of them, the things that—if they have any regrets, it's the things that they didn't do. It's not taking care of their health when they were younger, um, because they don't have the quality of life maybe that they would like to have now. Those types of things, and then now transitioning out of that into. Um, my own personal training and coaching. And so a lot of it right now is one-on-one. I do some small groups, but it's very intimate and I'm sure. sort of starting um, at the bottom, I guess, but not really, if that makes sense.
1: Well, you're, you're starting, you might think that way because it's, it's, it's still new, but mm-hmm. you have a lot of experience backing yourself that, that will definitely put you on an accelerated path probably than people just starting out In their early 20s yeah
0: I learned a lot I learned about um, what I want to do and how I want to show up and I I was talking to Mark about this earlier the online space is huge Mm -hmm. and so I do want to be able to work remotely with people Mm -hmm. and I do that now I mean I've trained people over FaceTime but even you know running groups on Facebook and coaching things I don't you could be in another state and we can still have a community and you can form social media and technology is amazing. It can be,
1: it can be such a positive, it really can be a positive thing if you, if you use it correctly. Absolutely. That's one thing that, you know, um, when we say stay away from the social, you know, the, the phone, it's not, I use it all the time for good, uh, but it, it can be distracting, but if you use it for the, use the right tools, like it can be a, a very, positive impact
0: in your life you can because it eliminates barriers and walls and geography and you can connect with so many different people um in ways that you wouldn't have been able to when i was growing up right. i didn't even have facebook yeah. mm. um so life without facebook what's i know what and now we've got instagram i can't keep up i'm telling yeah. you
1: yeah there's a there was actually a study recently released about uh emojis and their impact on uh couples and people couples who use emojis in their text messages communicate better. It has officially been proven because you can denote what you mean by,
0: I saw by that. what you're
1: saying by the emoji that you're using.
0: Absolutely. Um, and I think that's interesting, but it doesn't surprise me because text message is not the most ideal form of communication no. for important matters. Mm. Yeah,
1: Please call me if like there's something yes, going on. Yes, exactly.
0: You know? How about if we call one another or yeah. meet? It's um, this weird
1: thing. It's, it's called a phone. It's, uh, it's yeah. on the tablet that you use, and you can. Right. You, know. you think I'm mad right
0: <laughs> now, and I'm, I'm not mad at all, yeah. and I'm confused mm-hmm. as to why you think I'm mad, and so all of that kind of stuff. So I think human connection, humans are designed to be connected, not to be isolated. And there are so many ways to achieve that, but I do believe that fitness, health, wellness is. A super great way to do it
1: yeah I agree where um, do you have kind of a long-term plan for so you 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 said you kind of been a trailblazer and you kind of jumped around is there a long-term plan or is it just kind of like this is where I'm at right now
0: both I think Um, I'm I'm still clarifying that Um, because I'm in transition I'm sort of having to focus on where I'm at right now but I do have an idea and a vision and it's different than what it was ten years ago or um, five years ago so I really wanna be more in wellness, not just um, the physical training. That'll always be important to me and a part of what I do. So I do know that. Um, I would love to be able to find a way to make it, it, um, to be successful in doing that so that I have time, location, um, and financial freedom, Awesome. I guess, if that makes sense. No, it absolutely makes sense. I wanna be able to pick up and move yeah. and still have my clients and my community and my business intact for the most part. Sure. So a brick and mortar business for me does not allow me to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, very cool. Where, uh, where can people find you? Do you have a website? You have a Facebook I do you have a
0: website? I'm on Facebook and Instagram beyond fitness with Lisa on both of those. And then beyond with Lisa.com is my website. Um, it's being Updated so there's probably not a lot of content on there, but I think my contact information email phone number It's yeah. all on there okay. mm-hmm. very
1: cool awesome um, And our our traditional last question that if you've listened to any of these that is it's very simple But very different per the person uh, and that is just what is your definition of fitness?
0: Mm. Mm, let's see That's a hard <laughs> Kind of talked
2: about it. Yeah. A little I know. Bit, you know. yeah,
0: I think well for me fitness is total wellness so that's your emotional mental uh spiritual fitness how fit are you how um healthy are you in all of those areas of your life how balanced are you
1: yeah Yeah, that's important and that is uh that's definitely the direction that that hopefully in the long run that we can take with everyone here because it's the, the more we do that the more we've seen just happiness and positivity mm-hmm. um we talked earlier this week about what what is our gym to our members and uh hopefully it is what we're driving towards which is just a positive place absolutely yeah. too much negativity in the world mm-hmm. so thank you very much for being thanks for me. doing it so, yeah, thank, thank you guys you. for it's having me on uh, it's nice and thank you all for listening to everyday athlete join us next week as we dive deep into the lives of those who make us great thanks again